0: And welcome to SoFarscape. A fun-filled Farscape fan cast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And this, this is, is the story, story SoFarscape. So We're back, baby. With a vengeance. And, well, let's not get ahead of ourselves.
1: <laughs> no, this, this is really good. We're doing episode 206. Uh, picture, if you will. And, man, this is peak Farscape. All right. Like, it's felt a bit weird this season so far. Like, it's right? totally much darker. And it sort of feels like, with this episode, I don't know, like... Actually, yeah, what am I doing?
0: This thrilling episode. What does it feel like for you? Well, oh, we're going straight into that right now. Okay. I uh, mean, oh, okay, let me, let me lead you there. So, story so
1: farscape, this season has started with, with kind of a tragic tale in Mind the Baby. Very complicated. Right.
0: The run-out of the uh, season finale from season one, uh, dealing with the uh, aftermath of Moya's. Uh, Child being born, the little, yeah. the little gunboat diplomat, the f- and the effect that it has had on the crew uh, until Craze uh, makes off with Boyer. Talon, stop this senseless behavior. Talon, sorry. Very good. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> after that, a few episodes where there's been a lot of, I guess, soul-searching and just like general misery for the crew.
1: Yeah, we've had... Like episodes explicitly centering on other cast members yes. other than John. So we had a Vitas Mortis, which was a Dargo episode. Dargo! Then there was Taking the Stone, which was Chiana. Mm-hmm. Chiana! And now we've got, a, we've got a Zan episode. But I think one of the things that, uh, that we remarked on with, I think, Vitas Mortis and, uh, to a lesser degree, Taking the Stone... Mm-hmm. Was this sort of mystery was being developed that took a long time to f- to figure out that we figured out sooner than the right. than the characters? And this time around it was another sort of mystery episode, kind of like Crackers Don't Matter.
0: Something's going on, and we don't know what it is. Yeah, uh, there's a few interesting misdirections early on, uh, and they
1: really landed for me. Yes, even coming back to
0: it again. So I mean, l- it, it feels a little bit like a uh, a villain of the week episode, but right, right. Yeah. It's like the cue of *Farscape* returns, I suppose.
1: You know that <laughs> that comparison was not lost on the fandom when Maldis was introduced in that old *Black Magic* in season one, which featured oh Grant Bowler, the fantastic, beautiful Australian actor who would yes. later go on to star in *Defiance*, also helmed by oh. Robin Sowbannan. Yeah, oh, I guess
0: they had they, they worked well together. so. Yeah. And the villain has now returned. Hey, spoilers, but. Uh, a villain has returned. It's not like they have a lack of them at the moment. Hey, did you figure
1: out that it was a Maldus episode? Uh, no. Okay, despite the fact that it was Chris Haywood, the actual actor who plays Maldus in a dress. Wait, what? Kiven. Oh, it's actually. Him.
0: Oh. Yeah. Right, I was wondering about that character, that well, that person. It's like he did a very much uh, d- good impersonation of like an old witchy woman, basically. Yeah. So no, I did, I did not see that. That was because
1: uh, that's where we start. We start in a like it looks like a space station made of geodesic domes.
0: Yes, although we we learn later that it's actually a ship. But uh, yes, yeah. one of Moya's transport pods is docked to it. I mean, it's a giant knickknack shop. It is, and both Chana and Rigel are happily browsing away. There's no rush.
1: Brows all you like. Tiana's wearing her travelling outfit again, but this oh. time
0: without, a, without an undercoat. So she doesn't have the fluffy shoulder paddings either, I noticed. She's really pulling off the rock set look. Yes, na, 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 and na, na, it gives na, na, lots na, na, of accents na, 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 on her. You na, 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 can na, na, na. very clearly see her uh, jawline and her... Uh, oh, yeah, uh, it's a very flattering. Uh, look. The, the shadow accents on the, on the makeup are fantastic. It makes her look absolutely amazing. I mean, she look, always looks amazing, but... And then we have the shopkeeper, Kyvan, who's like half Irish, half Jamaican. You should have that, tiara
1: as a keepsake of your homeworld.
0: Yes, a little bit like that. It's like, it, like I said, it felt a bit like, you know, like one of those little old witchy women in the swamps of Louisiana. Uh, right, thing that yes, I, was getting I get from you. This. <laughs> Except the shop's much too brightly lit for that. <laughs> yeah, Rigel tries to scam her out of a Hynerian headdress or something. Oh, yes, an authentic Tynerian tiara. Oh, no, it's
1: a fake. And I should know, I gave hundreds <laughs> of them to my wife. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually...
0: Well, do you think they were fakes? The fake ones that he gave or real ones. That I mean, you can interpret that both ways. That exactly, he actually gave them. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Little Rigel, oh, you don't, uh, you don't play a player. Actually, Rigel is a pretty good ally to Chiana when she's looking at this, all oh, this knickknack that she's considering because she prefers to decorate herself. Right? Oh no, it's a fake.
0: Worthless, synthetic. And uh, what's face goes uh, well. If you like it, what difference does it make? If it's not worth anything, I'm... then I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Very mercenary attitude
1: there. I like that they can find each other. Erin is not having a good time. She's, I mean, she's
0: basically mom just waiting by the minivan. Yes, while the kids are in the candy store and uh, trying to make a decision. Are you done? Just
1: pick something and go. Because apparently this is normal practice for them. Anytime that they wander past any merchant, Chiana and, and Rigel, Rigel want to...
0: Mom, pull over. We we'll want to go out and uh, check gift out shop, the... Uh, Mom. <laughs> and they are about to leave with only the tiny Hainarian headdress, which is like a tiara, which uh, he buys for one feud cube, which, much to... Uh, Aaron's chagrin, uh, yeah, because chagrin, they are like, low, low on, on feud cubes, cubes. cubes. Although we see them eating plenty on uh, plenty later. So, uh, I notice they still have some crackers a lot around. Uh, yes, we see Aaron at one point eating not a rectangle even, but like a, a
1: an oblate spheroid. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I want to talk about that scene later, but we'll get
1: there. Or it might be, I don't know, it looks like a biscuit, but it might be a coaster, who knows. And Chiana, she's she's eating these, I mean, they look like prawn crackers. Like I think this, they're
0: poppadoms, to be honest.
1: Yes, that's what they are. They're space <laughs> poppadoms. Yeah. Which we've seen before in their dinner scenes. And, mm. and there's an interesting scene with with John and Aaron at the midpoint, where yeah. they're in the centre chamber, where while they're having a, a, a really kind of weird conversation for mm-hmm. us, John is climbing all over just looking for that's, some...
0: That's the scene that I wanted to talk about, right. yes, when okay, he, yeah. he, he, he starts by zooling in the uh, food processor, <laughs> and then he just starts... Yes, b-
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you've got to explain that for the listeners at home, because
0: this is a neologism that <laughs> right. you invented. Right, of course, yes. So the practice of his zooling is when you uh, you're kind of peckish in the middle of the night, right, at any time of the day, really, and you just wander over the fridge, you open the fridge, you look into the fridge, and then you close the fridge again without taking anything out of it, because nothing there strikes your fancy. Sort of like when Sigourney Weaver we opened the fridge, fridge. in Ghostbusters, oh, and the light blasts oh, out yeah and it goes zoom
1: and then she just closes the fridge again <laughs> yeah. so okay Getting ahead of ourselves, but it's uh, it's kind of important. This episode is actually a little bit out of order. Oh, uh-huh. Okay, so it was filmed before The Way We Weren't. So their character relationships are a little bit weird, but this right. is kind of the settled-upon order.
0: Like the yeah. season flows a little bit better like it, this. It, it seems to work. It's like there's no real glaring, weird ways in which they react to each other that you wouldn't expect. I mean, John still has a little bit of his calm one moment, angry the next, but that seems to be evening yeah. out a little bit.
1: Mostly it feels weird with
0: Aaron... Yeah. who has
1: shown this extreme, like, understanding and compassion of uh,
0: of Chiana. Right, yeah.
1: And now she winds up to- talking about how she'd love to kick off
0: uh, kick Rigel off the ship. It was up and to her. maybe even Chiana. And, yeah, John gets really weird and passive-aggressive about it, really. Oh, maybe you want to kick me off as well, and maybe you want to kick Pilot off.
1: That'd be good. Then you can have the whole ship to yourself. Mm. Is that an offer?
0: Which is kind of, yeah. I mean, even saying that kicking a pilot off now would be very a bit weird after it. Exactly, just, uh, yeah, exactly. That he have just g- gone through great lengths to... Um, Ensure that Pilot was back and on a track with a, a healthy bonding with Moya. Yeah. The kids have finally made their selection. Chana has been looking at a painting but decides that she doesn't want it. And the second time she looks at it, the the person on that portrait kind of looks like her. Yeah, And she keeps getting drawn back to it. Uh, but she wants to leave without buying it. But, so instead, the shopkeeper gives it to her. Yeah,
1: yeah. Immediate clue, red yes, flag. of
0: course. Yeah, this is like, well, the, when you're looking at it from a meta standpoint, yes, this is uh, weird. I mean, the, the shopkeeper waves it away with, like, you've not been given a lot in your life, have you? And Ooh, Which is a very, yeah. you know, very it seems like a very compassionate way, or a kind way to go about it. But yes, it's immediately, oh, really, we're getting some weird mystical item handed to us. And yeah, because it's are-
1: a, I mean, they call it a painting, but it's this, like, three layers of acrylic with yes. spaces between them and a, and a weird sort of oh octagon-shaped uh, thing right. wedged through S- kind
0: it. kind of sticking into it, out of it. It, it, it reminds me a little bit, of the composition of the, the painting in general it reminds me a little bit of The Scream, you know, with that bridge, uh, oh, that, that orange yes. bridge running away and the kind of darker other uh, thing. I wonder if that's intentional. The vanishing point perspective right. of... Uh, actually, that's a really interesting point. So
1: we've reached the point in the season where the production design was completely taken over by Tim Ferrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, it was... Oh, oh, no. Oh, it's escaped from my brain. I oh, used to no. know the, the exact name of the uh, production designer. Oh dear. Sorry everyone at home, I know that you rely on me for these factual <laughs> things, but now it's Tim Ferrier. Oh, just the way that uh, Guy Gross has taken over as the composer mm-hmm. for, uh, for Farscape with uh, the previous episode. And so he designed these, uh, these sets. He was already a production designer and did a lot of artwork so for him to be able to combine set design and, I mean prop design in this case, yeah. like he must have uh, created these, uh, these paintings. I thought it came together really well.
0: It looked Oh, fantastic! I'll give you that. So yes, the painting shows her wearing a necklace, and the shopkeeper tells her that it is a window in time. It's a window in time. And oh, sorry, a window in time. time.
1: <laughs> the accent went all over the place. It was so good.
0: A window into time.
1: And like this is such a good fake out. You get like real close-ups on Chris Haywood Yes. And you,
0: I like. I was. Gonna, I did not catch it at all. But I, even afterward, I had to look up.
1: Was that the same
0: actor? Ah, uh, yes. Because he did a very good job. <laughs> The moment they're back on my she's wandering through the corridor with her new painting, which she, she's strangely obsessed with. Yeah, it's like she's, she's just holding it. My Precious. Exactly. And she spots a DRD, which is quietly buzzing by, carrying the necklace that she wore and that she lost uh, half a cycle ago. Yeah. Uh, and she, uh, she talks to the DRD. Apparently,
1: she can understand. Uh, DRD? Uh, DRD. Yeah. yeah, she speaks DRD. Fetches the necklace back. But now she looks back at, at the painting, and the uh, painting has changed.
0: Yes, it shows her with her leg kind of like not attached.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a cool way to symbolise, like, broken right. leg by yeah. having
0: it actually detached. And within moments, she trips over the DRD and, in fact, breaks her leg. What does the painting show? Is it, like, is it a window? It's called It's called a window in time. Does it show the future? But the the one thing I had really early on in the episode that I noticed everybody had a very strong emotional response to the painting. Yeah. From the right way, much more yeah. than you would expect normally from just, like, a knickknack in a store. So that was like, that was the first, not just the fact that it apparently shows the future, but I also noticed that everybody is like anxious around it or uh, see, towards I think, it.
1: Yes. I think that's, that's also why this episode worked so well, because we've got this mystery that's slowly building where we're not being given away the, the clue, but we do get to see everyone's emotions. Yes. And it works better than in Crackers Don't Matter as well, because in Crackers Don't Matter, they like their whole personality and their reality matrix was mm. suspect, and so we couldn't we really didn 't have anything to to latch onto, but now like we can feel how these characters that we know well at this point are are responding she's i mean Chiana is is the hardest to figure out like she 's covetous and obsessed, but when dargo comes in to uh, to like console and consult with her after she 's broken her leg mm. he 's very calm. And suspicious. Immediately. uh, He immediately
0: goes to get rid of it.
1: And from a... Like, she calls him out on his uh, uh, Lux and Superstition, which is correct. Like, we've seen how he responds to magic. In fact, uh, the last time that they met Maldus, which they don't know is the case here. Like, he's fearful of it.
0: And yet they have their own floating swords uh, thing, mysticism going on with the... uh, Hey, he wanted to get out of there as well when he saw that it was an orican. Fairly true, yes. I mean, he did want to make a run for it right away, but then duty prevailed over that. Exactly. Uh, But yes, he immediately wants to get uh, rid of the painting and uh, Shana's having none of it. And then there's a rather tender moment between yes, them. Yes, apparently they've been de- developing feelings
1: for each other. Which they actually articulate to each other in, in rather a lovely moment. They talk about how the painting shows the future and how that's, I mean, attractive, but also terrifying because he, he worries about what it might not show. Yes. For instance, about his son.
0: Yes, that he'd rather not know that he never, uh, if he never is going to find them again.
1: And also about maybe them, whether they yeah. have a future together. Wonder if the portrait will show both of us next.
0: Give us a glimpse of our future.
1: I'm not sure I want to know about that either.
0: Why? Because what am might not show? Or what it might? It doesn't last long, though, this moment. I, th- I thought it no. was really
1: well developed, because immediately...
0: Zahn manages to convince Chana to let her take a tiny chip of the painting so that she can do some research on it. And Zahn is the one who is most, like... Fearful of the painting, or or dubious about it, like she's like she yeah. suspects trouble. John is dismissive. He's like, oh, whatever. It's like it's it shows stuff. It's uh, are you sure? And actually, at this point, I think there's they're still. Th- they still think that she's making it up, that the painting is changing. They don't quite believe yeah.
1: that. John is trying to be... He's actually the most science jock that I've seen him in a
0: while. He doesn't do any science. Well, Oh, he, he said, like, I have a theory, not a hypothesis, or the other way around. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> like,
1: when, when you start talking, no, I don't have a theory, I have a th- hypothesis. Ha, <laughs> la, geek check. Nerd, nerd. <laughs> Bunch of geeks! And also, like, yeah, trying to figure out... I mean, it's probably a, a coincidence, piecing it all together. That's his... yeah. That's his role. He tries to do the science thing. Mm. I think you're really onto something with them all having these strong emotions. Aaron is sort of angry, and right. you know, uh,
0: D- 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 Zan is fearful. Although Aaron is the most down to earth one in this episode,
1: that's another thing about this episode that I really liked. And it was, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves for the willies and the Woodies a, a bit early on, but I remembered in my first watch through not. Particularly loving this episode, because we've just come off of the way we weren't, like a lot of backstory, really developing this world. And then we're, oh, it's just a monster of the week, and it wasn't even my favorite monster. What's your favorite? Sickle, or Sickle. But I really came to love it, and I really love how the whole crew works as a team now.
0: Yes, they've all been playing. They the, the, the play off each other's strengths. They know what yeah. everybody's going to how how people are going to respond and that know you know their their thoughts and ideas behind it. They're not really wondering like, oh, why are you doing this stupid thing? And they go like, oh no, that's just how this person reacts to a, yeah. a, a crisis situation. That's just what they do.
1: They accept each other. They yeah. support each other. Like every scene is about like even when they're at odds with each other, as uh, uh, Dargo and Tiana are. Uh, Dargo wants her to get rid of the painting. But he's still, like, it's from a place of caring. Mm. They all care about each other.
0: Do oh, You really care about what happens to me? Shouldn't I? Oh, of course you should. I'm glad you do.
1: Which, uh, I mean, it made it an absolutely absolute joy to watch actually they don't all care about each other uh, we see uh, zan's apothecary
0: yes being raided by rigel who is poking around there who's using some sort of one of the potions that she has there he sniffs it he goes like i never remember uh, never forget a scent dabs it on the or dabs <laughs> yeah. it on the tiara and it starts to glow and thereby he proclaims it's genuine and zan is is really upset with him for poking into his stuff without being asked yes Oh, I'm surprised you're using my possessions without my consent, Rachel. Especially after what I did to you the last time.
1: Zan's responses to everyone have been much harsher
0: lately. Like, she's also kind of snippy with, with Chiana. She, she's be, she has been a lot more... Brusque, I would say, but that's all. That's been I mean, ever since she's had her crisis of faith, and then and I
1: think it's turned up a bit since uh, since the second season started, yes. where she uh, you know she reverted to the seek and no, the off. No, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's, I,
1: oh, I, that's I, the one I you could, mean. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant the one from uh, Rhapsody in Blue. Right. That's true. Also directed by uh, Andrew mm. Prowse, I think, which is also the director for this one.
0: I notice that all her, her science is all seems to be all chemistry based. You know, so it's just like put a drop of this and a drop of that on it, and then peer at it through your microscope, and or just like yeah. put it in ray against tubes and everything. She doesn't do, <laughs> she doesn't do oscilloscopes. It's all chemically oils based. Oh, textures. you're
1: right. Oh, that's such a shame because I mean they have the really cool like like CRT monitor that that Aaron used on uh, on Froze and Rigel oh, way yes. back in the day. Notice by the way, she's got her chemistry gown on yeah. <laughs> over top her uh, her regular gown and over top of that she's got uh, oh yes it's the golden thing that's called a gorget right
0: uh Bostitch told us okay. that we uh,
1: Bostitch eh, yes yeah, it's the it's, the my, it's the,
0: mace, the, the, the my face is up here writing on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah which by the way notice how shiny it is yes and then notice in the later uh, in a later scene how it looks like Cardboard painted in gold because then, like, there's a stunt version of this prop apparently.
0: Oh, okay. That they don't want to break.
1: So, this is the nice one. And then when I, she's got to, like, lie on the ground, and right. be knocked around, and have Molly step on
0: her. I kind of attributed that to the funhouse mirror effect that was applied to oh, those very scenes. Good. But, uh, yes.
1: With the science being done, uh, yeah, we have the scene between John and Aaron in the center chamber. That's a little bit out of place in the continuity, but, you know, that's okay.
0: John's just doing, like, apparently he can't decide what he wants to eat. And we see him still munching down a few from the uh, crackers that don't matter. But uh, (laughs) as he goes to see Zan, uh, she has a bit of a jump scare because she's hearing things. Yes, that's right. This weird voice. uh, She knocks a few things over, but, oh, it's only John who is, like coming in to talk to her. And this is the first time when she's already starts to voice her concerns. And she says, like, yeah. do you trust me? Soon
1: there may come a time when I need you and everyone to do exactly as I say, quickly and without question. Do you have enough faith in me to obey?
0: Yep. And he goes like, yep. And then she I goes really like. I really like that.
1: Can't speak for the others, but when the time comes for you to make your moon, I'll back you up. Thank you, John
0: go take the painting away. And he goes like, yep. Okay. She <laughs> was already, and he kind of had this look like, have we started already? But I mean, he was going to do that anyway. That's already something that he was planning on doing.
1: Yeah. I really like this moment because he thinks about it for a second for her question. Do you have enough faith in me to obey? Yes. He has to think about it. he says, well, I don't know. I can't speak for the others, but
0: yeah, I've got your back. Yep. He wanders through the corridors, runs into Dargo, who goes like, what are you doing? I'm going to take the painting away. Like, funny, that's what I was going to do as well.
1: Yeah, uh, a bit. I don't. I don't totally love that they came to this decision. Oh, we're going to take one of our crewmates' possessions away. We've decided. Like that's, that's what Stargo is-
0: says. I've decided we must take that penny away from Chiana. It's no good for her. I've decided that I'm going to take it away from her. Right, but that's Stargo's way of working. And when he makes a command decision, then oh he yeah, just, like, he, he He takes that authority whether or not he's due it or not.
1: And I think they've also decided that. Shiana is maybe being adversely affected by it, right? Uh, and needs to be protected from it because it has changed again.
0: Yes, they, just as they're approaching, the painting changes again, and it shows her covered in flames, girl on fire. So as a re-
1: uh, uh, listener, red shirt, uh, Wookie, red shirt. That's what I almost said his whole name. Oh dear, called it in the. Uh, his fantastic synopsis
0: yeah they hear the the scream of Chiana who's uh,
1: oh she's by now she's wearing her necklace
0: oh yes when I saw the DRD walking around with it or actually scooting around with it I thought it looked a bit like uh, Christmas tinsel you know there's like one of those right right, right yeah th- those fuzzy snakes that you put in the in a Christmas tree no. but now that now that she's wearing it you can actually see that it's made out of little strips which which are presumably around a around center string or cable which uh, yeah. allow it to shift and move
1: this is some brilliant costume choices because it's made out of all all these sort of crescent-shaped yes. uh, pieces with the points pointing away from the skin. So, like any necklace that that she would have worn would have rubbed away her makeup because she wears it against the right. skin, and yes. she has, uh, uh, you know, she like me, she enjoys showing off a, a, a fair bit of cleavage when yes. she uh, when she wears her, her outfits. So they they probably have to choose something that can sit against their skin,
0: but then the area that against their skin is hidden from view. Right, it has to be always covered and, exactly. and not, not rub off on the other pl- spots. Yes, that makes good sense. So she goes into a, flies into a panic. Dargo carries her away from the room while the painting gets uh, carted off. And she's like, she's hot. I'm like, she's having hot flashes. Like, I'm burning up. And it's like, No, you're not. You're just like and imagining. And Aaron says, Yeah, you're fine. Aaron is cold blooded. So you know, if she can't
1: detect a fever on on you, then fair point. B-
0: she demands that she gets shoved into the fridge.
1: Dargo doesn't hesitate.
0: No, he just like he's concerned about her. He does what she he does says. what he, she wants. He figures that like she knows what's best going on. She's terrified of uh, catching fire. And so into the freezer she goes because. Uh, how, uh, how long can she survive in there? And pilot goes like, "Well, I can just turn the temperature up and uh, turn uh, turn the airflow <laughs> and on, make higher. it into not a freezer, <laughs> <Yes>. basically. <laughs> well, like, like maybe have it not be a freezer, but an ice box instead, or a, a chill box rather than a proper freezer. Oh,
1: that does sound nice. A chill box, yes, yeah.
0: So she's she's sort
1: of like that. Oh, that that lovely little." gif of a, a husky puppy that's climbed into the, into the freezer because oh, he's and so refused, hot. And refuses to come out again. Yeah, much, the, like, nope. And the owner's trying to like, pull him by the, pull mm. him by the pole. paws. like, no, it's nice in here. It's
0: <laughs> Finally a climate that I'm used to. Yeah. Um, the painting goes to Zahn and then we have a very disturbing scene in which Chana seems to catch fire inside the freezer. The uh, The doors are locked. Pilot can't open them. Oh, yeah. Dargo can't uh, break them open. They try even try to shoot the, the door open, and it's like, and doesn't work. And that always
1: works. Yes. So
0: for that not to work, like, you shoot the control panel, as Eren does, it's supposed to open. Open, yes. It's one of those things that you shouldn't have in your uh, evil overlord fortress, you know? Like... Or actually have them the doors made that if you shoot the controls on the outside, it locks. And if you shoot, if you shoot the controls on the inside, it opens. And yes. You, feel safe from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Feel
1: secure from the inside. There you go. Yeah. Or no, wait, uh, the other way around. Feel right, secure yeah. from the... Th- sorry. Yes. We've would gotten some horrible tweets from our nerds. Otherwise, we've gotten that oh, one wrong. Yes.
0: There's a little bit of flash fire. And then when the door opens, there's just the necklace and a pile of ash or not even that just a little burn, sooty burns mark yeah and, and is, that's yeah. that's the last episode with Gianna yeah. <laughs> so it's been a good run like yeah, it's a good yeah. thing that we
1: got to talk to Gigi Edgley before we got to her the final episode, episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay at this point I'm going like okay this is like something I mean there's no there's no hor- burnt horribleness there's like this is not right
1: and also this is not how you bump off uh, a character a main a character. Major character no
0: that too so Although, I mean you know she does have some plot armor there <sighs>
1: I mean, Tiana was originally written f- for, for like a single episode. episode. No, true. That gunshot from Durka that grazed her was supposed to uh, mortally wound her, so that she would uh-huh. die tragically. And then they decided to keep her around. So, you know, at any point that that sort of tentacles can come Could down. Be.
0: And true. I mean, that's you always have that on uh, TV shows, I suppose. Well, you like, I'm can sorry,
1: Gigi, re- your accent was weird. You told me to do weird accents. <laughs> <laughs> then it was Australian. Then it was, and then, um, and then you overdubbed like part of the scenes. <laughs> sorry.
0: It depends, I guess, on the director and what they were telling her to do. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. There's a little bit of...
1: We all have to process the 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 loss loss now.
0: Yes, everybody's sitting around being a little bit sad and mopey. Well, Rigel processes his grief by blaming other people. Yes.
1: Why couldn't you save her? You had warning. You could have done something.
0: Uh, And he's not even going through uh, Chana's stuff, so he must be really uh, heartbroken. Yeah,
1: because when Zan bites back, like, you didn't do anything at all. Yeah. He actually he can reflect quite how much she resembled him,
0: right? How, that she had, yeah, how much she liked him, and that she had, that she would have made a good Hynerian. Yeah, yeah. How much he liked her for it. We've never heard Rigel talking about liking people. Someone, no. We've never
1: really interrogated what Rigel thinks of everyone else on this ship. But he really liked Chiana. Shana,
0: yeah, I can see how he would uh, consider her to be a bit of a maybe himself a little bit of a mentor, or at least a. Partner in crime. Right. Although because he would we've... never see it as crime, of course.
1: Of course not. No. A <laughs> uh, uh, Dominar
0: acquires. <laughs> Snurch. <Snitch. yeah. laughs> uh, Zahn uh, sets fire to the painting. She pours some gel on it and you know, sets it on fire. And I'm just like, okay, like that's really like, you know, inside a spaceship. Are you really supposed to have open fires, you know? But, well, I mean, you know, they've talked about how do we destroy it. says, fire would be a fitting end. Yeah. She's got
1: her reagents. She's got a jar of fire paste that she sort of shakes out.
0: About that much will do. Maybe that's just for the Korean barbecue that they have on Fridays, you know, and that they normally use that to light the solver.
1: Oh, you can't... Kay, you can't say food things to me, because then that's all I can think about for the rest of the day. Now we're definitely having Korean barbecue. We still have
0: a croissant in the kitchen.
1: I like that she has a dedicated table for lighting shit on fire.
0: I assume that's her fume hood or whatever it is. That would make most sense.
1: I mean, she's doing all this in the maintenance bay, where also, oh, maintenance... Hey, bit of a uh, bit of plot foreshadowing. Oh, yes. Uh, Aaron's prowler is being maintained by some DRDs. I always like
0: seeing DRDs up against, Yeah, not against they, the yeah, side of so I guess they kind of have, like, suction capability that they... I mean, it makes sense if they have to work on the outside of Moya that they can, like, stick to surfaces and not have problems. The only question is, like, how do they make the transition around yeah, a... Yeah, uh, right? It's, maybe that's why Moya doesn't have so, has so few right angles, that so they can kind of just, like, oh. ooze themselves of the wall. I mean, the very first time that we see a DRD, it's on the... Like seen from the inside
1: it's mm-hmm. crawling over the uh, the canopy of the Farscape True.
0: one, yeah. Who does not have any uh, round surfaces? So they might, must have been able to jump onto it for some way or the other. <laughs> there's a scene that I often reference.
1: I'm going to have to walk you through here. Uh, I think it's Asterix and, and, and Obelix, one of the live-action French yeah. Asterix films with uh, Gérard Depardieu. Very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's the evil vizier, and then there's the, the the final sort of battle between between Asterix Asterix and the and the vizier. Neither of whom are played by very physical actors, <laughs> but they're doing all of this these athletic stunts on 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 giant poles. Giant like bamboo yeah. poles that are being used, to scaffolding, and there's a there's a great moment where the villain comes to a halt in a fantastic pose where he's doing a split between two of these two of these poles. poles. Yeah. And then Asterix goes, But ah, but how are you going to get upright again? And then the the, the vizier goes, ah, come ça, like this, and just ascends. And you don't see how, how he does doing, it, yeah. <laughs> but Asterix is just impressed. Oh, Comme <laughs> ça. <laughs> so that must be how the DRDs get up walls yes. as well. How do, you, how do you get up there? Very easily, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everything's been dealt with, and uh, it's a surprisingly short episode of Farscape, only 20 minutes. Yeah. They've avenged Chiana's death, and they move on with their lives. But unfortunately, no such luck. No. While Aaron is interrogating... Uh, Pilots,
0: yeah, trying to figure out... She's doing a bit of blame storming almost, like trying to figure out what went wrong, how could this have happened, why did the fridge catch fire, and pilots going like. It's nothing that Moya did. It's like, everything's fine. He's like the
1: PR rep for Moya Incorporated. No, it was, there is no liability implied.
0: Like, everything was in order. Leviatans do not spontaneously catch fire. There was no evidence of uh, Moya's (laughs) systems malfunctioning. (laughs) Why couldn't you open the door? She must have jammed it when she was going, when she closed it. It can only be attributable to user error. Yes. Wow, that is so cold,
1: Pilot. The imperfection
0: is not Moya's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh never have we seen him act more like a like an accountant than here i've told you no malfunction of Moyer's caused that fire nor was it an error of control on my part but crichton walks in and he gets what aaron's doing like he skips over everything she's saying yeah. and the attitude that she's given like it's not your fault because that's what she's doing
0: right she's trying to blame herself and see what she could have done differently
1: yeah and to try and find some reason why it wouldn't be her fault, because that's what she, like, she's blaming herself, and he says not to do that. But they don't get to enjoy that crisis very long because that
0: bitch is back. Yeah, the painting has returned, and now it is showing Dargo. Dargo uh, is takes another management decision, just picks it up and smashes it. There we go. Down with it.
1: I love how the team is all here together. They're around this thing. What do we do? Smash it. Like... This is not the next generation. No, we're not going to study it anymore. We're bored with studying. We're it.
0: We're just going to get rid of it. It gets smashed to pieces, which then are swept up. Apparently, it's quite a bit of waste to do garbage chute, But John wanders over to a place where he can dump it into a corridor. I wonder if it's the same one that that Dargo got uh, flushed out of.
1: Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's one of the uh, one of the little flush tubes. One yes. of. Uh-
0: <laughs> I mean, I suppose that uh, most of the recycling happen happens inside uh, Moya, and there's like not often need for just like throwing something out into space. So. Yeah, I was going to say it seems like an awful long way to go for a trash chute, but you know, in the central central chamber, they probably have receptacles for food waste and other that they can just like goes back into Moya's processing. And this, okay, so the- we
1: made a pact on the life on Moya. We're never going to talk about Moya's toilets. I, we, I, it's, I still. I'm hold you're talking about it. the trash cans, not yeah, about the no, toilets. no, you're talking about waste in general. I know that uh. you're inching onto the structure.
0: <laughs> it's not less. We don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so it gets thrown out. They move away at it at hatch six, I believe, or hatch seven. Very good, hatch six. But uh, Zan is still hearing
1: those. Yes, uh, he's hearing voices. like voices and like.
0: ooh.
1: Aaron is off to uh, interrogate the shopkeeper and try and get some uh, some like clarity, if not
0: revenge. She wants to take a prowler, but they're still under maintenance because Dargo and John uh, right at the beginning told pilots to take a few of the uh, DRDs which were performing the scheduled maintenance on it. Which was overdue. Yeah, so yeah.
1: lovely, like, domestic uh, right, uh, uh, yeah. plot set up there's there.
0: A, there's a tiny little look between each other from like, oh, yeah, well... Uh, and, and But John very graciously says, like, oh, why don't you take my uh, module? Yeah. Uh, I love my module. <laughs> she, what, 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 she
1: has no respect for his module m- wanders
0: away piece of drill <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah she's like oh dad's Tesla and mom's yeah okay so mom they've got minivans those are the transports yeah uh, the ridiculous like tesla prototype the dad's really proud to say
0: let's go with uh, uh, more like dad's delorean which he has been like lovingly restoring <laughs> yes that's what it is especially because it's got the now it's got the moya tech bits on so it's actually <laughs> yes. the delorean after they had the future upgrade it's the souped up delorean oh that's great it's
1: so impractical he's so proud of it yes and she's i mean what's the prouder then that's a
0: ah that must be her lexus or something Oh, no, it's got to be sexier than that, because it's, like, the most
1: practical, it's the most... I mean, it's not a truck.
0: Aventador? Ooh, that sounds
1: like a fancy one. I don't actually know cars very well. No, I
0: mean, I just like... I think an Aventador is a Lamborghini, but... uh, Oh, damn, yeah. Don't pin me down on that. (laughs) uh, Speaking of pinning
1: down, the painting has changed again with a sort of needle through uh, Dargo's chest. Yes. Which Dargo recognises as that...
0: Symbolises a uh, qualter blade. That
1: must be just... Like Luxon iconography, because yeah. it does not look like that to me.
0: So yeah, that was that was hilarious because like they see that he's being pierced through. The quarter Blades gets passed to Tizan, and uh, she gets like, "Go put this somewhere far away." John is very practically gloves. We'll have to keep you out in the open, away from pointy objects. Right <laughs> as he uh, as Dargo walks in front of this big spike that we've never seen before, which is like randomly sticking out of the... whoa. Have yes, we you have. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. That's one of the front prongs
1: of Aaron's of the, Prowler. Oh, it is. Okay, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't see what it was. I've never quite understood how that works. Like it's got a, it's got a big sort of, oh, a big sort of Cyrano de Bergerac nose on the front of the cockpit. Yes, uh, and then it's got these two pods that stick out of the sides with extensor rods. Yeah, and these prongs on the front. They probably have a purpose. Oh, uh, they're the engine modules because when she picks up uh, uh, Dargo in space, the first time that he mm-hmm. hits space, like she can actually angle them upwards.
0: Right. Yes. One of the engines, which is still being worked on by the DRDs, which mysteriously short circuits, fires, oh, no. shoots the shoots off the prowler, and it goes spiking straight through Dargo, who shatters, shatters yes. like glass, like the painting did, yeah, just before. And disappears. He's gone. He's like, he gets spiked through. He gets like, he does his big Luxon scream. And we cut to... I'm sorry. I'm just, hold on. Remember how when he got spaced in They Have Got a
1: Secret, episode 10 of season one, we were worrying how exactly Aaron managed to grab hold of him in space. Yeah. Using only her prowler. Could have just spiked him. Yeah, exactly. Is that it's kind of what she did? She just sort of manoeuvred the, the prowler up and then just, oh, let's pick a spot back of the calf. That's probably fine. Not too many <laughs> tendons and just
0: Ooh, straight through yeah, and, and, and just harpoon him back. That would be awkward and painful. Well, he was already almost dead, so that he probably wouldn't have felt it. But yeah, let's not dwell on these matters, shall we?
1: No. Let's let's descend into a weird, wibbly-wobbly netherworld. Yes, where Dargo finds himself. I liked that they didn't do another like mystery fake out on like Barry Dargo as well. We've done that. Yes. Now let's see what's actually, What's happening? We're like about
0: halfway into the episode at this point, I think.
1: And all the way into
0: the painting. Yes.
1: Because where he is sort of looks the same way. You've got the the, the yellow brick road uh, and these sort of keyhole-shaped
0: archways around the side. And everything is like funhouse mirror just being... Yeah, everything's being funhouse mirror distorted. It's such a cool effect. Yes.
1: Everything's sort of wibbly-wobbly. At first... I thought maybe they went to the expense of masking out the actors and only having it apply to the background. That's how it looks. But eventually, but no. you see that it's yeah. uh, affecting them as well. Uh,
0: yeah, Dargo sees that Chana still there and starts to like wander around in hopes of finding her. But
1: no, she appears in one of the archways. Was when he crosses through, just like upside down and
0: enlarged. And then she's in a—he's in a big central room which has that same octagon-type structure. Standing on is a that pedestal. Right shape? No, it's not. It's more a cube, or well, it's a tesseract, I think, but.
1: No, a tesseract is a is a four dimensional
0: cube. Right, you have a three dimensional representation of
1: it, but it's something like that. It is very difficult. No, I think it is an octagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it consists of like two four sided pyramids. Yeah, it's a d okay. eight.
0: Yeah, with all the yeah. with all the ribs showing. Uh, there's a little bit of running around in there, but nothing really happens in that in that scene.
1: Yeah, you just get to enjoy this fantastic you know, yeah, set yeah. design by Tim Ferrier.
0: You just know that they're alive and they're like trapped, apparently.
1: You know, weird magical mystery crap, which is what John calls it when he talks to Zan. He's like, he's figured out that some weird stuff's going on because.
0: You're talking like it just started moving, it spiked him, and he disappeared. Yeah. The painting, meanwhile, shows who's next, which is John, who looks like he's going to be electrocuted. It looked like the cover of the... It looked like a poster of the film Weird Science. It does a bit.
1: <laughs> so, like he's going to create, like, with I mean, a computer, an even more excellent
0: woman. Than- oh, I mean, I, wouldn't it have been amazing if uh, it was like John Crichton that is the one being created by uh, the the science? I've got to say got that- a hot, hot science jock instead of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, if I was going to... Like use a computer to create an an interesting like sexual partner. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. That that would probably be one of the
0: considerations. Yeah, fair cop. And I'd save
1: all the other various options for just my own little private thoughts, my own little private corner.
0: But he's very he's very accepting about it. He goes like, "Okay, I guess I'm next." He's like, he doesn't go into a fit. He doesn't go into panic. Right, I'm next. He's just weird, right? He's... I mean, we, he's, he's shown fatalistic tendencies before, like with the mushrooms in taking the stone. Oh, very good. So he's like, he doesn't, he's not afraid to die anymore, it seemed, up yeah. to the point of being like almost seeking it out, I'd say. But yeah, Aaron is gone, not uh, gone alone, because like she hears something behind her in the prowler and she immediately draws her gun and points it at what turns out to be Rigel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, don't shoot! It's me! Reason enough to pull the trigger. What are you doing here? She pulls it on the dual knobbed steering wheel to sort of knock him again the back of her seat yep. then grabs her uh, grabs her gun because rigel has has
0: tagged along yes he snuck inside the uh, module and uh, wants to go along because he wants to get punishment sorry what's it called again
1: punitive uh, damages
0: he wants to get uh, punitive, punitive damages, damages from the uh...
1: yeah Aaron is outraged like you just want a profit uh instead of revenge he says mm-hmm.
0: can it be both yeah it's and he like... says
1: it's what shiana would have wanted
0: you know, she kind of agrees with him at this point.
1: She was quite a lot like me, you know. She had spirit, ambition, <laughs> large appetites. See, like, that is solid reasoning. Yeah, Chiana would have wanted Kyvan to pay. Yep. One way or another, Kyvan will make restitution.
0: Kyvan who is kind of cowering on board her ship when uh, Aaron uh, shows up. And at first she's actually, oh, you came back. And Aaron wastes no time, draws a gun on her and says, so "Like, okay, tell us what that was. Tell us what you've done, what has happened.
1: Oh, um, and the poor woman from Dublin slash Kingston
0: <laughs> goes, oh, he made me do it. Tweet, who who made you do it? And this is where we learned that it was Maldis.
1: Maldis. Maldis. Oh, I'm trying to do the blended accent. Maldis. Oh, I can't
0: can't even do it. Big news.
1: Yes. Maldis is back. Maldis returned. Can't be, Maldis. We destroyed him. Now, we don't... Like, it's fortunate that we've binged this series, because if we didn't know who Maldis was, then... Like, I was thinking, your boyfriend joined us for last episode, which was not really a great, like, first episode of Farscape to Watch, because everyone's so weird... And I thought in this one, hey, maybe this one would have been a good episode to watch for the first time instead.
0: Probably yes, although I mean, yes, he wouldn't have known who Maldus is, except that he gets exactly. he gets explained. He gets like he he gets explained as a psychic vampire that he feeds off people's fear and anger.
1: Oh yes, there's a once we get back to the uh, magical mystery realm, actually you're right. Dargo has to explain who Maldus is to Chiana, because she wasn't there. Yes. Uh, he's a sort of space energy vampire, he sucks the life force out of you, and John goes, he just plain sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because he's prepared for what's coming, because John and Zan get the news, Zan shuts down, she starts praying again like she did before, Yeah. and when John tries to grab her and tell
0: her, hey, I need your help, this is your forte. Yeah, she grabs him by the head and does a little mind melt type thing so that uh, she can talk to him in private sharing the unity that they've shared before. Yes.
1: And, oh, my little nerd heart went all aflutter when I heard what he said immediately before, don't go chicken on me. Don't go chicken on me Yeah. Do you remember the last time that they did unity was when he called her a chicken?
0: Oh, no, I didn't remember that.
1: Yeah, it was in uh, at the end of uh, Rhapsody in Blue when he tried to taunt her into doing unity with him again. You translated microbes handled that one? Oh, that's a nice little. Uh, do you know that the scriptwriter, Peter Neal, for this episode, and that name sounds familiar to me for some reason? Yeah. But it's not for Farscape, it's his only episode. Okay. Once again, uh, a, a, a one time scriptwriter just delivering a fantastic script. And in this private little powwow that they're able to have, she tells him to ignore what I say next.
0: Yes, she re- she restates that he has to do what she tells him to, and yes, ignore what I'm going to say next. And because Zan's got a plan. Yes, <laughs> she uh, she breaks the contact and she starts acting all panicky. Oh, I'm afraid, and we can't. Uh, we're going to lose this. And uh, John doesn't even need to act. No, he's because he rejects that. and says, "No, we can
1: fix this." But she says, no, the only thing we can do is is shorten our suffering.
0: And shoves
1: him into an electric panel. The Prowler kills another crew member. Uh, You know, if it wasn't for Maldis, Pilot would have a lot of explaining to do. There
0: was nothing wrong with the freezer. Well, about people suddenly randomly started to die on their ship. There was no reason for it. This would be an insurance liability nightmare. I've told you. I mean, it would be a little bit like uh, Dale and Tucker versus, versus Evil. evil. Like, we've been having a doozy of a day, officer. These people, just these kids just came running onto my property and started killing themselves. Oh, gosh. Yes, I can see how Pilot would have that try to have a conversation like that. It's like, I don't know, they just like started offing themselves. And no have, liability and now is acknowledged or, pro- or can m- be proved. By Moya Corp. Yes. <laughs> I love the idea now that there's
1: a Leviathan incorporated and he is an actual representative for them at all times.
0: Yeah, we have uh, John joining them in the painting world. John has also arrived in the land of Oz. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The the yellow brick road under the the bridge of scream with the the keyhole. uh, Where
1: it's all wibbly bibbly. Yeah. He sees Dargo, who's sideways through the archways.
0: He explains to uh, Dargo that it was Maldis, who appears to cackle and gloat.
1: Haven't you read the Supervillain's Handbook? This is where you're supposed to twirl your mustache and gloat. I don't have a mustache, John. Maldus gets such fantastic lines. I must like, say he's looking good. Yeah. He's still got the yellow eyes. He sort of looks yeah. like the emperor from, uh, from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Okay, so John's whole thing here, uh, that's the thing that Zan told him when they shared unity. Yeah. We have to keep him distracted by you. You
0: must focus Maldus' attention on
1: you for as long as possible.
0: And John's like, can't do. Yeah, and he just like he keeps goes antagonizing him.
1: Come on, you old bastard! Show me your ugly
0: face. He's just talking smack, and it works really well. <laughs> yes, he gets, he gets almost gets him into monologuing about uh, the the plan and how he's caught everybody and how he's going to f- deliciously feed off all their energy and power. And yeah. he really pisses him off at some point when he
1: asks him to sing a song. Could you do that farewell goodbye song the kids sing? And just yells, I don't. Do- Request! Yeah. But, whoa, whoa. Yeah, was... Maldis,
0: who hurt you? Yeah, well, John did. Although, apparently, that, and John is trying to goad him by, like, oh, I killed you once and I can kill you again. And trying to make it about him. And Maldis goes, like, oh, it's not about you. She it's kicked a, my ass yes. and
1: saved yours.
0: It's oh, about Zahn. Delicious Zan. I want, lines. Yes.
1: That's why I killed all of you, to make her watch.
0: And, uh, yeah, I want to hurt her and, like, feed on her terror forever and... Uh,
1: Oh, we see Zan, who's alone on on Moya, with her gold gorget and gold uh, oh, bracers. I think they are yeah. lovely and shiny. Last time we see them, so lovely and shiny, uh, being taunted by these uh,
0: these voices, which turns out to be Maldis uh, calling out her name in the Binroot world.
1: Yes, but while Zo- John's got him distracted, she has an opportunity to go to Pilot and talk to Pilot without uh, Maldis hearing.
0: Again, same conversation. Do as I say. Uh... Yeah, do you understand? Frankly, no. But I will obey. Yes,
1: (laughs) (laughs) not in the slightest.
0: He calls out her name again, and like as we saw in the painting, where she was like doing the like walk like an Egyptian pose or something, and yeah, falling into a thousand pieces. Yeah, and again, we have another OSHA violation on Moya because those bloody bridges don't have any guardrails. Exactly. So Leviathan Inc. has a lot of explaining to do. This is a terrible episode for their safety record. (laughs) Yeah, she
1: falls off into a void that we don't get to see. Oh, yeah, because the way we weren't hadn't been filmed yet. No. And so the sort of underset underneath pilot hadn't I guess, been built
0: yet. I guess wasn't there. Yeah, so, but again, shatters into pieces and... Falls onto the ground at, the, at Maldus's feet.
1: And now her gorget is rubbish! Ah, okay, so that's... Do you like, see it now? Like, she's got... It, it looks right, like I a panto it.
0: prop. It looks... Yeah, it looks like it's... Yeah. It's not
1: even shiny. It's rubbish!
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just like... I guess they want to be careful with the, with the uh, proper genuine thing.
1: Yeah. Or maybe this is just what, uh, what stuff looks like in the, uh, the real world.
0: You don't get to have shinies. No, the gold road is also not particularly shiny, but that just looks like carpeting, to be honest. Everybody
1: uh, gets trapped in these keyholes, which was apparently a nightmare for the director and, and, and actors to sort of keep straight. Right. Like, who was, like, they're all green screens.
0: Right. Where are we looking at? Yeah. Who Who's where? are we looking at now? Yeah.
1: What, was, what was through here again? Huh.
0: No, I mean it, it, they pulled it off very well. There's like a lot of mo- more like wibbly wobbly uh, faces in people, it now. <laughs> which I thought like was really fun. Like the fun was like you, you, you get these like camera effects when suddenly John's face is really li- really small, but his head is big, and then if it, his head yeah. goes really narrow, and you're going like, "Look, some of those could be a good look." But <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like you're playing with a slider on the character creator. Exactly. On on yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. That. Uh, Muldis. Lit- back some memories. Yeah.
0: is literally walks over Zahn, which is why the prop had to be. Uh- right. And he's like gloating, he's like sucking up their power. They're all trying to be brave and trying to be not afraid, but he shows that he knows their deep fears because addresses to each and every one of them something that would uh, send them with, uh, back into terror, like...
1: Imagine me on Earth feeding on all of your fellow uh, uh, humans. Imagine
0: me running across your son, or imagine me sh- uh, having sending you back home to have your attitude adjusted, I believe, or, call it, or something, what to call it.
1: Weird that he said all of that to Zan, and not to like John, Dargo, and Kiana, no, no, he who was are right there. Now, right no, I know, was, I was just being silly for all the okay, podcast. Yeah. And with all of this fear that he's absorbed, apparently he's finally strong enough to open a portal through one of the archways into Moya.
0: Yeah, I didn't really quite get, catch that at first, but why he even does that? I mean, is he tr- I guess he's trying to, now that he's eaten enough, that he can actually go back and physically manifest himself? Which uh, he kind of already could, because... He created... No, yeah. don't worry,
1: Chiana can explain it. Here True. we go. Yeah. Like I'm just—I'm not even going to bother repeating it. We're just going to edit it in here. <laughs> hey, Tiana, yeah.
0: how did this—how did this work again? Send that bit out for me, okay? When 3 corporealized, three what? Well, put himself back together. He couldn't yet break through to our physical plane, so we had to manipulate matter to form Kaivan and her ship, and create the painting, which would not only bridge both realms but oh, also yeah. allow—well, plan our fears, which would allow him to capture us and grow even stronger. Clear? Then, when Eren blasted Kyvan, which was actually just a temporary extension of Maldus, if we can Maldus enough for Zan to make her move. Simple. Well, thank you.
1: Uh, that didn't help. Out. Good job, Peter Neal. <laughs>
0: Sit back and enjoy
1: the happy ending.
0: Zan's left instructions with Pilot, who relays them to Eren, who tells, like, shoot her and get the GTFO. Yeah, that's. Like,
1: the fact that Eren can just be told, oh, kill this person and leave. Oh, yeah, no problem. Kill Kyvan and get out of there fast. Acknowledged. Bam! Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, what? That's, there's usually more monologuing before. Yeah,
0: we I see. suppose so. I mean, I guess this is like her. I mean, that's the bond of trust that she and Pilot have. That, that's been expressed many times now. Yeah. It's like they, they understand it. I mean, especially in the last episode, it was like and from Zan, like they, his priority message from Zan, right. Uh, uh, so she knows it's yeah she knows it pilot's genuine, so that 's like it has to be done, yeah, uh, and she can do it, so and she goes like, "No questions asked, shoot her, and gets out and as she does the we see the the module leaving, and the entire globular ship starts breaking apart in the same glass fragments that everything else has been uh, shattering apart into
1: uh yes, so it starts shattering, and then it seems to like as the Farscape game one module is flying away it seems like even that was inside a rectangular yes. piece of glass, like it was a painting itself.
0: I'm almost expecting the beginning of Superman at this point, but.
1: Uh, the, the, oh, you the, mean the, Superman 2, is yes. That where yes, where
0: trapped in the dimension, uh, the, the flat dimension. In the phantom something. zone. That's the one. <laughs> hey, test my nerd cred.
1: <laughs> so now that his physical manifestation has been damaged, uh, 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 Maldus is thrown into dis- disarray. Right. That was Zahn's plan. Right. He's to s- wait until he manifested in the real world and then just <laughs> f- him
0: up. Yep. Because he goes like. It won't help you because I'm much stronger than you think. And then she goes, "So am I." <laughs> she, she goes over, like she's like Miss Piggy doing tai chi. She just flips up from a prone position into a standing, a flying kick. Come sa! Basically, and, and boots kicks to the, his ass. Boots what's... to the head. <laughs> I got the pajamas. <laughs> Well she does have the pajamas so I guess they make the martial artist here. But uh, yes,
1: John Dargo and Tiana are able to come through the walkways and escape through the portal that uh, Maldus has handily created for them.
0: Dargo grabs Tiana, carries her off, drags her through the portal which apparently takes a bit of effort. Yeah, because the portal is still sort of a painting on the wall,
1: it's like a wily e. coyote kind of uh, kind of yes, portal. Yes, of
0: those uh, tunnels, yes.
1: The effect was really well done. Like it they was, sort of yeah. squeeze through here, almost sort of the liquid effect like uh, like in Stargate. Where they yeah, where they kind of like sl- slowly pop through come through one at a time they've got these these ripples Dargo reaches back in to pull uh, Zahn out and then John
0: Zahn almost pleads to like leave her but no John's having none of it he picks her up carries her off oh I'm too weak no you're just on the ground you can get it's fine (laughs) yeah
1: and then the giant hand of Maldis reaches through like that was so fucked up.
0: Yes, that was like that was a bit weird. Weird in a fun way, but it seemed almost comical at that point where he's just like trying to reach through and just grab them like the devil. Giant
1: like, wall. There's another escalation.
0: We saw weaponized DRDs are being picked up and pointed at the uh, hand and being used as guns, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Fire one. Fire one. And John runs over to the Prowler. <laughs> Grabs another one. Fire two. Yeah. Fire two!
1: Yeah, and between uh, between the DRD and the Prowler, like, I like to think that it's the it's the DRD that does most of the work in yeah. blasting Maldus the smithereens. Right,
0: Maldus shows us his O-face. That actor was having so <laughs> much fun. And yes, the portal gets blasted in two bits. Um, and we are safe. Safe. This was such an exciting episode. Well, a lot of dram- dramatic tension at the beginning, and then it becomes more exciting. how are we going to deal with our our nemesis now? And then there's a little bit of exposition to explain it. Chiana has it all figured out, and Rigel gets a headache. Yep. And the final moments are with John and Zahn, in which, like, John talks like, "Oh, you were so brave, and you had him all, you had him all fooled." And she goes like, "No, I was actually that's the most afraid that I've ever been." Yep. And she's
1: back in her, hey, costume change. She's yes. got her fantastic vestments again, she's her actual her, gold
0: vestments. Her, her shiny ones, yes. Well, it makes sense to do that. I wonder if she considers herself leveled up again. Well, she usually announces that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the last time was ding, level 10, able to protect. <laughs> now she's
0: level 11, able to kick ass. Well, definitely that. Uh, I didn't know she, she could uh, move like that. Come ça. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right, willies and woodies.
1: She gives me a woody. She gives you the willies.
0: Ooh, I think my willie is definitely the Chana burning up in the freezer scene. Yeah, that was... That just was... like, oh, I don't have to think about that. That was like, I wouldn't say traumatising, but that was just like, oh God, this is like... Yeah,
1: even knowing that she's okay because she's got blood armour, like you yeah. still, you never that's, quite know. No, that's
0: not a nice way to go, you know. That's like, ah, uh, I'm just, yeah, just I'm screaming and everything, yeah. Like, there's literally nothing... Well... At- no. Maybe my Willie goes to uh, uh,
1: Dargo and Crichton, deciding that uh, Chiana doesn't get to decide what uh, about right. her own property, and that they're going to take it away from her no matter what she wants.
0: Yes, I kind of agree with that, but there's also you know you don't let kids play with knives you know and yeah. this is like and this is not knife this is a chunk of uranium so that's not like <laughs> that's re, that, affecting your mind yeah exactly that's so that's like I, I can see that happening you know you have to like sometimes you have to do an intervention and it's not about a, a property and not allowing to, her to have what she wants there's yeah. just, just clear and present danger so
1: it is a it is an aspect of caring and yeah. they did first try they did first try at the, to the conv- proper yeah, way to convince her about it yeah
0: uh, See, other than that, my
1: mm-hmm. Willie would have been the scene with Aaron and, and the sort of Cavalier talk about, like, oh, do you want to kick Pilot off? Aaron right. and John both. As we know from the, the production history, this was originally going to be in a different order. So yeah. I I'm not going to count that one. Woodies are harder, though.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, I, I really love the, the junket shop, the gift, sh- the, the, the trinket shop. That was oh, like such God. a cool place to uh, look around. I love little shops like that. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be right there with Rigel and Triana. And, like, <laughs> there isn't a single flying junk dealer in the Uncharted Territories that they'd pass up.
1: Bomb. Can we, can we stop?
0: <laughs> can, we, can I spend another food cube?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was so much. I mean, Maldis was, I've said it before, like, I would never thought that he was a great fit for Farscape, but God, he was so much fun. When all the atoms in your body are ripped apart,
0: and I consume what's left, then you'll know what pain is. And all this will happen in 100 microns from now, if you like a countdown. Yes, he, he did have a little bit of the, the, the you know, we're just bringing in the old evil again, but uh, I suppose it makes sense to think that he wanted A, revenge, and B, he still wanted Moya, because he still wants Moya to be able to fly around and then feast on people's oh, terror. Yeah. That-
1: yeah, he still wants a, wants a spaceship. Oh, there was a lot of great butt shots for John once mm. again, and oh, some fantastic like Ellen Ripley shots of Aaron.
0: Everyone got to be... Really super duper hot this episode. Also in the fight scene, we get this beautiful upskirt, thigh high Thursday <laughs> shot of Maldis as he goes sprawling <laughs> on the floor. It's like he shows a lot of leg there. You
1: know, yes. <laughs> way more than the uh, than the ankle. That's absolutely scandalous. Maldis. It is.
0: It goes like way beyond the knees, even scandalous. <laughs> but yes, uh, I mean, like yeah, even Dargo got to flick his hair around and. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got the, the Lux and L'Oreal. Maybe
0: it's Maybelline. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go for set design,
0: because oh. that's just the kind of nerd that yeah. I am. Like it, it was it was a very cool uh, living really in Really pa- well executed. Set, yeah. it, was, it, must been, it was fairly simple. I mean, it was just the corridor with the archways and then the big central hallway. It was barely used. I mean, Dargo was walking around in it briefly. But other than that, yeah, it looked gorgeous, and especially with the wibbly-wobbly effect. There was no so, timey-wimey, just no. wibbly-wobbly. <laughs>
1: yes, very good. So, what are we going to call this episode? Obvious one would be a picture of
0: Chiana Grey, but
1: Oh, that is that's very good. We've also had like a, a picture of a girl on fire was suggested. Yeah. Let me see. I've got Zan and her plan, which I'm not crazy about. Magical mystery crap. Magical Mystery Crap. This is really hard, actually. Oh, I've got one. Okay. I don't do requests! Ha ha ha, yes. Like, absolutely. I have no idea why he's so, <laughs> so fiery about that. Uh, like, yeah. who like, hurt you, Maldus? Yes, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> were you made to sing songs for people right? when you were like a little uh, mind vampire? And that's the story so far, Skate. We'll see you next week with another intermission. Yes, We have yes, another great good. hiatus. The
1: greatest hiatus, as we've done before, whenever in the original airing there was a long gap before we got to see the next episode, we're going to we're, we're going to have that uh, that little experience for ourselves, Kay, so that you can enjoy Farscape. Being just on the other I side did. of the table, yes. So it's a, it's a little surprise what's going to happen next week. I'm very curious to find out. I hope you'll join us for it. It was a lot of fun the last time, and I'm looking forward to it again.
0: You can find us on sofarscape.com, uh, on Twitter as well, sofarscape, and on Facebook. I'm Kay. I'm
1: Kaki. So, so Farscape, so, so good.
0: good.